0: Hey, this is Robert Nolly. You're listening to Labrador Leadership with my dad, Bob Nolly. Wow! Live from the RVA, this is the Labrador Leadership Podcast with Dr. Bob Nolly, the program that brings you the leadership skills that can make you the most authentic, approachable leader for the sake of your business, your team, and for you. Now, here's Bob. Hey there, everyone. How are you? Welcome to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. You know, I noticed something. It's this time of year, at least here in Virginia. I think it's already happened elsewhere in the country. School is getting ready to start. That's a passage of time every year. It is a big deal. Getting ready for that. And no matter what your age, no matter what your age, how you handle the shift of the school year is a big sign of the presence of good leadership tactics in your life. I saw an article in the New York Times uh, earlier in the month about advice from for new students, from students that have already been to school. And there's some interesting points there. And one of them is uh, extend yourself. And Grace from Bucknell said, as an incoming freshman, I wish I'd known I didn't need to know everything. I was so wrapped up in the idea that I had to know my major and how to navigate the campus and the social scene, even how to do laundry. Sometimes the beauty is in figuring out these things organically. I think that's just beautiful. It's just beautiful. Another point a lot of people made was centered around the, the whole idea of doing the work. You have to do the work. Well, there's no surprise there. Somebody wrote, outline all your papers, footnote everything, even if you don't do outlines or think they're a total waste of time. A quick overview of how the paper will be organized will help you loads in the long run. That's Casey from Hampshire. Uh, If you ever feel like your classes are too difficult to handle, don't worry. Oh, that's a great great piece of suggestion right there. If you ever feel like your classes are too difficult to handle, don't worry. There is always help out there. Most schools offer free tutoring service. Most professors are more than happy to help you during office hours if you ask them politely. That's from Assad from Florida International. You know, in all the classes I teach, I have this thing called the no stress policy. And I I just the advice is whenever it gets to be too much, because sometimes the topics are very complex or the assignment is pretty weighty. I tell them, just take a deep breath, step back, give me a call, drop me an email, and let me know what the issue is. And we can work through that. Do not let the stress eat you up. Let's see if we can find another one here. There's a section on uh, understanding the system and work it. And that is, uh, expect the administration to care about you. You're a single yellow hanging folder in an ocean of student folders. So be ready to fight for anything you need. Krista from Brooklyn College. That, uh, that's a pretty interesting point. That, that's true in terms of the numbers of things. But don't sit there silently and expect the administration, whether that's an admissions person or a tutor or somebody in the academic office or a professor. Don't expect them to know what your issues are. Reach out to them. Uh, She wrote in her comment, fight for something, but do feel like you can stand up and ask for what you need. Ask for the help you need. Uh, That's a good one, too. And there was one other bucket of comments here. Uh, Be yourself. Don't compare yourself to other students. It's easy to feel lost, especially when it comes to academics. Remember that everyone has unique talents. And you have four years to cultivate yours. Well, that's great. Shivani at a University of Chicago. Uh, Someone else here. I still struggle with feelings of inadequacy and social incompatibility specific to my experiences as a low-volume first-generation student. Oh, applause to you for for getting to college. Uh, Brittany Lewis from uh, Amherst. You're more... for. Your more fortunate peers, excuse me, will frustrate you with their well-meaning suggestion to just buy a new one after you lose your coat. Yeah, that's battling through a lot of small things here. So that's uh, that's a good thing here. Uh, Take care of yourself. Uh, College life is similar to what happens when you get high. Well, I'm not going to say anybody's name here. Wow, I shouldn't say that. You have a vague idea of your surroundings and forget who you are and where you wanted to go. Well, you do need to take care of yourself as well. Hey, here's the whole point of sharing these with you. I applaud everybody that's gone to college and has the opportunity to go to college and has figured these things out. And this is actually a great read, and I'll link this up in the show notes of this article so you can read it. If you're going away to school for the first time, there's some nuggets of advice here to think about. But if you're going to school as an adult, if you're going back to school, the challenges are a little bit different. For example, uh, none of these folks here refer to the fact that even though many of them may be working while they're going to school, you know, probably most of these folks do not have a full-time job. And people that are coming back to go to school again do have a full-time job, and that that's that's different. That's a whole different lens to have to look to going back to school to. And so I'm going to share with you, I think it's timely here as we're all going back to school. And you know, so many colleges are on different paces. We have colleges that are on the semester schedule, some are on the trimester schedule, others are on the quarter system, others are on a seven-week uh, seven class segment. So, gee, I guess it's reasonable to think that there's always somebody going back to school. So here's my advice for you if you're going back to school as an adult. And here's why I make that point. I've I've watched thousands thousands of working adults go back to school. And I I was able to notice a handful of things, literally a handful of things that differentiate the students that do well from those that don't do well. And I'll share those with you today. And if you're going back to school, I applaud you for it. Way to go. Particularly those of you that are the first generation folks to go to school. And all the work we do at universities, you know, it can be tedious, it can be hard for the students, for professors as well, for the staff as well. I had the opportunity recently to go to a commencement exercise and that is such a celebration. And all the students that have struggled as they cross the stage and you shake your hand and, and they turn around and wave to the crowd, the elation is just all worth it. The elation is all worth it. And at ceremonies that I've been to, there's always this uh, room. We've been in some of the big arenas. You know, we've been in like Time Warner in Charlotte and at the Verizon Center in D.C. We have a ceremony there. And wherever we go, there's always this room where they have everybody that is at the front directing the ceremony sits so they can gather and have everybody together and make sure all the regalia is right and everything. And I do go in there to get to get straight, but then I spend most of my time. Where the students are lining up way back in some cavernous part of the arena, way back where, you know, the circus gets loaded in and they park the Zambonis and all of that stuff where the, the students are all lining up in, in what order they need to by school or alphabetically. And I just walk by them and I go, tell them to smile. And to celebrate and to be excited, and I asked them, "Is there anybody's name this since I have to read a lot of names? Is there anybody's name that they want me to check so I can make sure I read it right because they are so proud to have their parents and their grandparents oh and their children and oh some of them, even their grandchildren there. So it's such a celebration. It's such a great day. But here are those five things that I've found that separate the students that get there get to walk across that stage from the students that don't do quite as well as they would otherwise. And here they are. The number one thing, the number one differentiator is you got to go to class. Duh, everybody says, of course you have to go to class. But here's why you have to go to class. Let's say you're going to a school that's on the quarter system and you meet, for example, 11 weeks. So you meet for 11 weeks and on night one... It's the introductory session. You get the syllabus. You learn how the class is going to work. And there's a little bit of lightweight lecture. And then you've got another class in the middle for the midterm exams. And you got one at the end for the final. Okay. You've got all of those things. That leaves eight classes of material, full bore classes of material for you. If you miss two of them, you miss 25% of the work, 25% of the material. Even if you get to make up the assignments, 25% of the work, can you make that up? Sure, you can make that up. Do you want to have to make it up? No, you don't. Because you're working. You're busy. And you have to go to class. But there'll be a day just like this. Listen to this day. Listen to this day. The alarm goes off at 4.30 in the morning. You get up. And you put your feet in the back of your partner or spouse, and you get them up so they get to have a shower with hot water. And you get up, and you go downstairs, and you make lunches for everybody. You make lunches for him and you and the kids and everything, and you make lunches. And then you go up, and you get the kids up, and you feed them breakfast, and you get them out the door. And then the spouse goes out the door. And then you get up to get the shower, and it's cold water. So, you get in there and you get clean and you get off to work and you go at the front door and you put your key in the car and click, click, dead battery. Car won't start. So, now you have to battle that. So, now you're battling that. You're running around a neighborhood. Does somebody have jumper cables or you have to call the AAA and wait for them to come? And you do get the battery started. Boom, the car starts up. And you get into work and you get to work and there's your manager standing there, whether whether you're working in a store, you're working in an office, he's standing there, you know, tapping his wrist, looking at his watch, going, where are you? And go, I'm, I'm sorry, I had car problems. I'm, I'm never late. I try to be there. And you get to work in the morning and all day you have to work with the customer from hell who's on this planet for no other reason than to make your life miserable, but you're an excellent worker, so you do everything you can to take care of that customer. And it's a tough morning because you do take care of their complex problem, whether you're on the phone with them or in the store or whatever. And it's lunchtime. You go, gee, I'm, I am hungry now. You go to the fridge to get your lunch and your lunch isn't there. Where is it? Oh, it's sitting on the counter at home because I got left behind because you uh, you were taking care of the battery. So that got left behind, so no lunch. So you spring for the Lunch of Champions and have a bag of chips and a Diet Coke. And the afternoon goes on, and you work very hard, and you think you might make it through the day because you have to get to class tonight. And you go, you leave work, it's time to get to class. You've got 40 minutes to get there, and you put your key in the car. Oh, please start, room, and up it starts. And you put it in reverse, bam, you run into somebody in the parking lot. Just a fender bender. You're fine. They're fine. There's a nuisance factor involved. And right there you go. I've had enough. I'm not going to class. This day has just been the worst. I'm not going right there. Here's what you have to do. There's one thing I want you to do. And that one thing is to go to class. Because if you don't go to class, something significant will have happened. And here's what that thing is you will have learned how not to go to class. And the next time you miss, it will be much easier to miss. And then you'll miss too. Oh, you can make up the work. You could talk to the professor and make up the work, but it will become much easier for you to miss class. So whatever happens, get to class. Second thing. Have a relationship with your professor. No, not that kind of relationship, for crying out loud. Introduce yourself, even in an online class. If you have his phone number, call, email, and just say, hey, I'm glad to be here. I'm looking forward to being in the class. Ask him something you want to know about the class. Make sure he knows who you are. Why? Why do I have to do that? It's his job to know who I am. Yes, it is. And he or she will but at some point perhaps at the end of the quarter it's time for grades and he's running his finger down the list and and there he's going let's see a b a b let's see here john smith oh john smith john smith 69 and a half oh gosh almost got to see d but if you've called him he's going Oh, John Smith, he worked so hard in this class, 79 and a half, worked so hard in this class, and he always contributed, and he didn't miss a class, B. Is that fair? Yes. But it's all because you took the time to create the relationship and to go to class every night. So number one, go to class. Number two, make sure you connect with your professor. Number three. The number three thing is, realize this, your education is a big rock. Now, we've talked about the big rocks on this show before, and I'll tell you the episode of the show notes, and I'll link it up to that so you can find it there to go back to listen to what a big rock is. But in summary, I'll just say this, your education is a big rock. Just like your job, just like your health and your family, it's a big rock and you have to treat it that way. You can't treat it like a TV show. Ooh, I think I'll watch Idol tonight. Ooh, I think I'll watch The Walking Dead tonight. Ooh, I think I'll take a class. No, your education's a big rock. And it deserves that amount of respect and management. Number one, go to class. Number two, have that conversation with your professor. Number three, your education's a big rock. Number four is... Have a conversation with your support group. Who's your support group? Well, of course, your professor and your advisor and any counselor or your admissions person or anybody that helps you out at your institution. A coach or whoever. They're, they're on your support group. And they know they're on your support group and they're to help you. But who else? Uh, your family, absolutely. Your partner, your kids, your friends. All of them deserve, deserve you having a conversation with them along these lines. Hey, I'm taking a class now. Here's what I need from you. For example, if it's folks at home, when I'm in here working and I have the door shut, please leave me alone. I won't stay in there forever. I'll go in there for an hour, two hours at a time, and I need to work, so leave me alone. Don't let the house burn down but please let me do the work. If you need something, please try to solve it yourself. Talk to your partner about, this is what I'm going to need. Here's how things are going to look different. If you're single and don't have a family, but you got a lot of friends you hang out with, the conversation is, when you call me and text me and tell me, hey, come join us, we're down at the club doing this, and I go, no, I've got a paper to write, I want you to answer me. Okay, stay with it. We'll see you next time. Don't keep texting me, don't keep sending me pictures. Don't keep making me feel bad because that's not support me. Help me keep my head down to get this done. Because all of these people we talked about, we want them there cheering wildly for you when you walk across the stage. So have a conversation with your support group. Come to class, connect with your professor, Treat your class like a big rock. Have a conversation with your support group. And number five. Number five may be the most important one, and there's no right answer here. But you need the quicker you come up with an answer to this, the better off you're going to be. And here's the question. The question is, where will you work? Where will you do the classwork? And think cinematically here. I want you to actually... Draw the mental picture in great detail because the more detail it has, the easier it is for you to understand it and chase it. When you're working, where will you look like? What will it look like? And I, uh, here, here's a mind for when I was doing work. I get up at five o'clock in the morning, an hour before my wife got up in the morning. It's dark. It's very cool in the house, even because the ACs is running in the summer because it's cold in the winter. I go downstairs, get a cup of coffee in this green coffee mug I have, and like, and I could feel it on my thumb and finger. And I bring it back upstairs, and I turn on my laptop, and I turn on this one little desk lamp here. The cat class cast a very bright spot of light, and I read, and I study, and I take notes. And I take notes in a Word document. And the pen I like to use is a big, hefty, you know, pretty big size blue gel pen. I like the feel of it in my hand. And when I take notes, I have that pen in my hand and I feel it. And I'm wearing uh, gym togs, whatever I was sleeping in. And I work for two hours. And that's the only light on in the house. No music, no TV, nothing. Okay, that's pretty cinematic picture. Some of you may say that's too much detail, but do that for you. All right, those five things: go to class, connect with your professor, treat your class like a big rock, have conversation with your support group, and answer the question: Where will you work? And that wherever you work thing, it doesn't have to be at a place like that. You may not have another room, a place like that. Your life may not look like that. You may have to go to. Uh, to your university location, to a campus, to, to get a, access to a, a PC. You may have to uh, go to a church or a library or somewhere to get access. It, it'll look completely different for you, but just you know, make that movie in your head. What does it look like? So you can keep that on track. Let me tell you, you follow those five things, you are much more likely to be crossing that stage than everyone else. And those of you that are not adult learners that are going to school straight out of high school, there's advice to be had there because some of the comments that were in that article uh, were uh, were aligned with this. So it's good stuff. So it's back to school time here in the East. Okay. Folks, it has been Labrador Leadership Broadcast. If you're going back to school, make sure you have your books, brush your teeth, comb your hair. And go to class, for crying out loud. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. For the sake of all the special people in your life that deserve you to be the best leader you can be. Connect with us on our website at labradorleadership.com, on Facebook at Labrador Leadership, and on Twitter at LabLeadership. Now, here's a final thought from Bob. Thanks for joining us on the Labrador Leadership Podcast. Please go to our website, labradorleadership.com, and click the orange button so you can join the conversation. We'll see you next time. Take care.